Welcome, everybody, to another Fly Racing Racer X review show. This is the uh, Atlanta Supercross Speedway review. Thanks for listening, man. Appreciate it. JT Weed's going to join me in a second. Race Tech, get your bike some love. Show it some love. Uh, motor work, suspension work. I just heard this week that they do some motor work for a top team out there, and uh, they have to keep it quiet because they'll sign an NDA, and they have all the CNC machines to make sure the motor work's done perfectly and professionally each and every time. So if you're looking to... Uh, Port some heads, uh, uh, improve some airflow, uh, that kind of stuff for four strokes. Check out Racetech and Racetech.com. And also, if you're just a guy looking to get some better suspension, tell them you listen to Pulp. Get your suspension oil changed. Get the right springs in there. You'll much, much enjoy it. All right. On the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Atlanta Supercross Review. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Lots to get into when it comes to the race. Four to go in the Supercross series. It seems like it just started the other day. And lots to talk about when it comes to the Speedway, too, and uh, and different things. And when Wygant was in uh, the street, street bike races. So we'll get into that as well. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. The Kinetic Mesh is out. It is my favorite line of gear that Fly makes. It's super lightweight. It's super cool. It's super vented. And now they've made some improvements in the fit as well with some more stretchy panels. So please check it out. Flyracing.com, motorsport.com, your local dealer. They'll have something that you like. I guarantee you that. And thank you to the folks at Renthal. Uh, Renthal, uh, made over there in the U.K., Sprockets, chains, bars, uh, seven eighths bars to the Fat Bar Thirty Six, whatever it is. Rental.com will have you covered. More championships than all the other brands combined. Red Bull KTM, Monster Kawasaki, Factory Honda, who swept this weekend in Georgia, using Rental products, man. And uh, chances are you've used something of them as well. Check out their website, of course, uh, for all the information. And coming up this Saturday, something cool from the folks at Rental. I probably said too much already. Also, thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires, the MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by A-Ray out there um, to put into Supercross mains when he's not injured, and uh, great mountain bike tires as well. The Minion is uh, my choice for out here. Light truck tires, trailer tires. I've got uh, Maxxis Tires on the uh, Honda Ridge line as well. So check out Maxxis.com for more information. And, uh, yeah, they uh, they sponsor the, they support the sport in a number of ways. And uh, so support them if you're thinking about a, t- a pair of tires either for anything, dirt bike, street bike. UTV, they can make great UTV tires. Uh, we'll tell you more about motorsport.com and Cobolinks later on in the show. But for now, let's get those two jerkies on the line to talk Atlanta. All right, everybody, now to talk about the Atlanta Speedway race. Just four rounds to go, like I was saying. Like, where in the hell did the, uh, did the time go? Uh, lots to get into on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. First up, from Fly Racing, 
flyracing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. I uh, I am the one that goes to these races now amongst us. Oh, um, wow. I have oh, taken boy. the mantle. I'm, I'm happy to do mm-hmm. it. Like, yep. I, I have yeah. no Thank problem you. Thank you. serving our team and our country in this way. Uh, but I just want it known. I'm, I'm the guy. I am the grinder now of this group that just that the show must go on and I will be there representing our team. Fair enough. Thank you for that. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, coming to us live from Austin, Texas, where he just watched some uh, street bike racing that we'll get into. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah, uh, just over here grinding twice as much as anyone else on this call. Um, Thursday through Monday are the weekends here for uh, MotoGP. So uh, that's how we do it. Okay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Um, what are you going to be doing on Monday, Weege? Flying home. Oh well, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, back in the office. I was I was in Atlanta on Thursday. So I mean, we we on the street bike racing side. I mean, we we race on Sunday. We we do a sprint race on Saturday, and then we come right back to the track and do more. That's what we do. We. Um, mm-hmm. yep. that, that's. That's awesome. Uh, it sounds like you guys both really grinded this weekend. I, I did not do anything of the sort. Um, supposed to send Chris Kiefer. It didn't quite work out. Um, but uh, yeah, don't upset people. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I I'm aware. Um, yep. And normally, like I have uh, my cannon loaded to fire back. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to fire back at. I get it. Um, yep. Uh, there should be some upset people. Uh, we let the people down is what we did, and we just have to take it. Kiefer wants to have a uh, rebuttal and wants to um, maybe uh, try to come back at some people, and I'm like, nope. We just kind of have to eat this one. So uh, yeah, I-, I think this is my favorite version of you, where where people say something, you just you don't them with both barrels back. No. Well, how, how can yeah. I? Yeah. How can I, I? I know. Yeah. I know, but it's very rare that we get this no. this version of you. And it's the same for me. The same thing could, could be said for me. So um, I'll take that too. Right. Um, so, yeah, lots to get into. But I will be at the remaining Monster Energy Supercross series. I don't know if you two gentlemen could say that for sure or not. Uh, 100% I okay. could say that. Okay. All right. And, yeah, 100%. Uh, I could okay. say that as well. Okay. So we yep. will be back mm-hmm. together for the last four. And, yep. uh, and so lots to get in. we got a live show in Denver also. If you want to come out. And uh, see us three and uh, Chris Kiefer on stage. And I think for one of our guests, we'll get the um, winner of the LCQ, Yamaha LCQ race up there. Uh, um, yeah, so I think we'll do that. Check out the pulpmex.com to buy tickets and uh, come see us on Friday night. And also buy tickets for the Yamaha LCQ raffle. I got to tell you, people, the number is a little lower than last year. And so we need that money to come in. We're going to give it to 22 privateers. Uh, link is on Pulpamex uh, website. You can also win a 2023 Yamaha YZ450F, i.e. the bike of the year, and uh, and more. Uh, from Fly Racing gave us some prizes as well. So lots to get into uh, there and uh, support the privateers and, and then buy a sh- show ticket and support us. All right. Um, as again, I wasn't there this weekend. Uh, speedway races, though, uh, in the daytime, uh, longer track, um, far, fans further away than, say, at a normal Supercross and JT, did you still feel the same about speedway races? Did anything change in your opinion of speedway races uh, leaving this place? You know, my concerns are still there. I will say they did a great job of fixing the fan fest problems that I was so bitter about last year. Like the walk? So, you mean the walk and all that? Well, they, they opened up that uh, the right side. Ah, uh, yeah, sitting yeah. in the stands, the right side. So it went back to that. So yeah. it was it was manageable. People could get around. There wasn't excessive lines. Um, so, yeah, I, I still 
like the nighttime races. I still like the stadium, but at least it was uh, a nice experience for, for everybody. Look like uh, I, I actually didn't look like I heard from a few people. Look like the fans didn't come out in droves. It looked like a little down. I don't know. It was you, a little. It was a little soft. A little light. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I don't know numbers, but it, right. just visually, yeah, I, I got the same feeling. Yep. I, had, I had two privateers tell me that too. That they thought it was less fans in the pits and less fans in the stands than before. So yeah, the pits I thought were pretty busy, but when I when I was I was walking over. Like right as opening ceremonies were finishing, just because I was helping tear down the WPS Fly Racing area, and it, I, that was my first thought was it's it's light. That was my first, yeah. So I'm, I'm there too. We time to go back to uh, Mercedes Benz Dome, maybe. Yeah, I would be okay with it. I mean, I think there were a lot of other issues uh, that have been forgotten about because it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, th- first of all, that I-, I think there was an extreme expense in going there. That's not our business. That's Feld's business. I-, I don't know. That's kind of what we heard, right? But yep. from the operation standpoint, I mean, the security and everything was out. Four layers of security or whatever it was was unbelievable. Yeah, once riders are getting frisked by security um, in their gear, uh, it's it's making life difficult. But you know, we do make fun of you, Steve, for saying Daytona is the worst race of the year because of things that, you know, if you're just a fan or you're watching on TV, have no impact at all. So maybe it's like, yeah, I don't care if the industry people have to go through four layers of security every time they come from the paddock to the track. Like, it's a fun atmosphere for a race. So yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. you know, you would make a you would make an argument, uh, Georgia Dome for years was one of the crown jewels of the series, right? Great. Um, yeah. for, for many, many, many years. Uh, we have yeah. not seen the same since we went to Mercedes-Benz, and then now we're at the Speedway, and it definitely isn't one of the better races of the year. Um, but so, yeah, you look at what we – dude, the Georgia Dome. I mean, maybe because the press area was lower, but that place, they lost their mind for people, you know, for races. So yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. That was a cool was. Like the, the pits and the walkover and just the whole – I mean – yeah. I, I don't know, like, we always kind of talked about it before, like, it was like this regional type event where you drew from all the southeast and everybody went to Atlanta. I remember going up, like, everybody went to Atlanta. Like, that was just one you did not miss. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what changed, but it doesn't feel that way right now. You know what actually might be a factor there, JT? Yeah, I always said that. They always are like, oh, man, Atlanta has so many Supercross fans. And I'm like, yeah, but every gncc person know from ohio and pennsylvania takes this long drive to atlanta because traditionally because it was in a dome they could do it earlier in the year wasn't it usually one of the first or maybe it was the always first? february it was always february, right yep. so i feel like there was this pent up all the races have been in the west coast and then anyone who's anyone in the east is like i cannot wait to get to one of these in person and that's the first one in the yeah. calendar so indy for example is really big now right could be yeah. Well, and then it, yep. it, it kicked off Daytona and Gainesville back in yeah. the day. You know, all of that. It really yep. did. Uh, it really did yep. all of that. So, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, dude, Yogi back in the day. Yo- I saw Yogi this weekend. Oh, Yogi's good. Yogi's, I did. It, it you was, know what's funny? What? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, the, like, I, I mentioned this to a couple of people, like, the, guys like Yogi, right? And they're, they're there. There are guys like him walking around, multi-race winners, that are just legends. I mean, we all know how great they were. They're just walking around. Nobody even knows they're there. Don't know who they are. No. Don't recognize them. Absolutely no idea. And I'm just like, yeah, no. that's Ezra Lust right there. He's like one of the best racers Dude, ever. Well, like, not, right here. Not only that, when they brought Yogi out in the Georgia Dome, it was like Jesus coming back. I mean, yeah. they were losing their minds because he was going to take down the California pretty boy. 
Jeremy McGrath, yep. right? And yep. they loved themselves some Yogi, and as they should have. Yogi was a bad dude. So um, yeah, but it just shocks me now that yeah. they walk around kind of in anonymity. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yes. In Atlanta. Of all yeah. No. Um, the whoops really were the look. The track. I, I saw some social stuff on Friday. Barsha and Plessinger were pretty funny talking about all the doubles, and they were kind of right. Yeah. Like it was doubles and triples and just doubles and doubles. It reminded me a little bit of Glendale, but there was the two whoop sections, JT, and that was where everyone was kind of dreading. So unlike Glendale, uh, those two sections really kind of made the track. But other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The track was uh, a few things to me. It would have been very mentally taxing to race that race because there was so much to remember, like rhythm sections. You had to always be really mindful of where you were and like the timing. And you had like you heard uh, I, I heard comments from Jordan Smith and other people like I forgot, you know, what rhythm section I was in. I thought I was supposed to double here and triple there. And I just got confused because it's just so many different sections. So I think it took a lot of concentration. Like you really had to try to stay um just make sure you didn't, you know, get bored out there and start thinking about other things because you could get get in trouble in a hurry. Uh, and then, yeah, the whoops. I walked the track, and uh, that was the the feeling walking through both sets was like I literally said this to myself. I'm so glad I'm not racing because yeah. they did not look fun at all. Did you get a chance to talk to Hardy about the whoops at all? I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to speak to Hardy. Okay. Uh, so there's that. All right. Okay. Um, well, Sexton won, and uh, look, if um, I, I went on the record as saying Weege that I thought he was out of this thing, and I still do kind of think that, but let's just say he doesn't have that penalty at the uh, whatever round that was. Uh, Detroit. Detroit? It's, right? it's, yeah. it's 10 points. Mm-hmm. It's 10 points. Um, but Dude. I still think What'd it's going to be a tough one for him. Uh, but he won this one, and Weege made a comment on the press conference and in some other stuff. That it was obviously the win was big, but he really enjoyed the fact that he led start to finish, led every lap, and won it that way. Um, you fastest qualifier again, you know, no big deal there. But he made a point of like saying that the way I won this one made it made it nice. I'm glad he did because that would have been what everybody's takeaway was. So you know, I hate when it's like we make this assumption, um, but no, he said the obvious, which is he needed that breakthrough right to finally do it. I mean, it's just it's uncanny. How many of these races have unfolded this exact same way? We are like, okay, Sexton just gone, and uh, let's see what happens. So, yeah, that's pretty big. Now that seven points, dude, it, it might not matter either way, but it, 17 and 10, that sure seems like a big difference. <laughs> no, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think there's some encouragement um, because I know you guys were pushing back hardcore when I said he was 22 down. Is he in it? And you're like, there's no chance to jump both Webb and Tomac. It's crazy. But the X factor is exactly the way this played out. Normally, you do not get two guys at each other's throat for a title who both just don't podium. And not because they wadded or crashed or anything. Dude. The rest of the field, this is bizarre how good everybody else is. It was hot. It was rough. And neither Tomac or Cooper Webb make the podium? What? Like what did you uh, <laughs> did you see that stat where Sexton had lost? This is just from when he was winning. He had lost thirty five points through crashes. Just from when he was winning, forget about if he's not winning. All the other mistakes. Just from when he was in first place, he had lost thirty five points throughout the season. Do you think about what the season could look like? Had yeah. he just yeah. made half of those? He's battling for the lead. Yeah, battling for the lead. Well, I'm saying half of those. Gone. Cut that in half. He's talking oh, half, yes. 17 points down. You know, yes. Um, 
he he mentioned he actually showed up at street bike racing today oh wow uh, sexton yeah yeah well, everybody go to uh, the weed show on youtube we get the scoops we get the scoops um so i had a good interview with him there and uh he said he's like yeah it's looking like maybe those guys are just worried about each other so maybe that helps him even more um i don't know if wow. that necessarily pans out that way um I mean, I know, for example, Webb had this very odd gate pick that he picked last week oh, at Glendale. Oh, stop it. Stop. What? 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 Uh, uh, stop Tom Mac was right next to him. Yeah, that's the point. What's the point? Everybody's it like, not, why did Cooper not go? odd. We all, we all agree that it was not odd. Well, we agree that Webb went where Tomac was, right? Yeah, whatever. There, there, there were starts coming from that spot all night. Yeah. It's where the number one pick went. The number two pick went right next to him. I don't get it. it, it what? Th- this whole narrative, I just shook my head at all week. Wait, I, I'm confused here. I, I feel like we're actually agreeing, not disagreeing, but it sounds like we're disagreeing. <laughs> well, I thought I thought you were being yes a little bit satirical and sarcastic, bringing up that this weird gate pick because I don't believe it was weird. I believe Cooper's like I'm going to line up next to Eli. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were saying setting us up to be like, "What? No, come on." No, I. Okay. Okay. All right. I even asked Cooper. I'm like, "Why did you pick that gate?" And he's like, two reasons. Nichols picked that gate in race one and got an awesome start." Mm-hmm. Yep. But also, I lined up next to Eli, and he's like, "I either beat him out of the gate, or like Nichols, I'll be right behind him." But either way, I'm right with Eli or right ahead of him. His but- entire focus was, "I'm trying to get a better start than Eli." That's the goal. Okay. All right. Get a better start Sorry. than Eli. Yeah. There was a yes. there was people talking about why did he go so far outside? Yes. Why and did it he was pick all that? Over every and, and, and every it was. They, 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 they talked about yes. it on race day. He was talking about it. Stewart was talking yeah. about it. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, yeah. You swept the turn and got a great start. That's nothing wrong with that gate pick. That's fine. Yeah. No, Nichols had done it the race before. But yeah. Webb did say he's like, but also, I'm trying to go like I'm I'm concerned with where Eli's starting. Like I'm. Well, he, he's he, that. the word is he yelled at Eli this in Glendale. I oh it. yeah the word is i i found i talked to some people this week he he, he yelled at him and, and said you know something like are you ready or whatever and apparently eli looked at him shook his head and looked looked straight ahead <laughs> just, just was like oh, right. yes yes i am yeah yeah like yeah, eli was like cool man right on like yeah, yeah like let's I, oh, I think that's getting confused me up, I'm ready. yes okay. the answer is yes no i think that's getting confused he he went on Gypsy Tales podcast and told the story of how he did that at Salt Lake two years ago and told that exact story that way. So unless this thing exactly played out exactly the same again, I think people are getting confused. Okay. Maybe they are. Yeah. The podcast well, came out this week of Webb talking okay. about trying that with Eli two years ago. So I think people are getting that mixed mm. up. Okay. Well, my only comment was whether it was Race Day Live this week, whether it was Ricky's uh, in Villapoto's 24 24- Yep. podcast, whatever, 2-4, I don't know. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, they, they analyzed the crap out. out of it. Daniel right. did our SMX Insider show. I just disagree with the whole premise. I don't. I think it's much to do about nothing. Like, that gate pick was valid. Yep. Maybe it didn't work out in that particular instance, yes. but I saw whole shots and good starts coming there all night long. Yeah. I heard, every, yes, everybody was bagging on Cooper, so I just literally texted him like, hey, why did you pick that gate? And he gave a perfectly reasonable set of answers. A, it worked out good, that gate, most of the night, and B, I mean, if I get the jump, by the way, I also can yeah, move over yeah. on Eli. Why not? Yeah. 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 So to Sexton's point of like now they're thinking about each other, I, I don't think that's completely out of the question. Well, I, I wouldn't have put any money on the fact that neither guy made a podium at this race. No, with, never. In the middle, this doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, no. in, in the in the heat, right? It was hot. Uh, guys talked yep. about how much 
it drained them a little bit on this race, and neither guy made the podium. And yeah, color me shocked for sure. They were fast enough. Like I was watching it with with our buddies, uh, you know, Dan Schreiman and guys like that, and he's like, at no point were they ever doing laps faster. No. To the top three. No, no and, and props to Coop. He pulled away from Eli too. Eli caught him, yeah. and then Coop regrouped and pulled away from him. And uh, and Sexton also speaking of the whoops too. Sexton was just jumping him the second set. Just yeah, I'm jumping him and. No problem, you know. Um, so there was, there was, they, you knew that they were pretty gnarly with that. Um, I, I don't know. We okay. So there's four races left. Yeah. He's down 17. If he wins out and Eli gets second, we know you love this stuff. He's gonna lose by five. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he's gonna lose yeah. by five. Here we go. I just did the math for you. <laughs> so, Thank you. Okay. Here's my proof that uh, if Sexton wins uh, all the races from here on out, someone else. Like Tomac's not going to finish second. Here's here's my proof. It just didn't happen. It already just didn't happen. But it already just didn't happen. But there is no doubt. Like like oftentimes when we talk about that dumb championship scenario that gets you so mad, Weege, and all of that. Yeah. Uh, we, you know there is there there's so many things that could come into play. But I think there's if you're talking 2023, there's a less than 50 percent, but more than. 10% chance that Sexton does win the last four. Like, he's that good. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like, he could absolutely win out. Yes, I'm not denying that Sexton could win out. I just don't think that the same dude finishes second ever. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, I know. And, look, the least – Sexton winning out is not the most likely scenario no. either. I'm not, I'm not predicting that. No. I'm just saying the idea yeah. of, like – I mean, I feel like if Sexton wins out, the odds would be very good that he wins the title. Because I do not just assume that Eli just gets second every week. Why? He just got fifth. Yeah, yeah. I, I he could do it. I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah, but at, at a lot of the races, Sexton's biggest competitor has been Chase Sexton. So that's right. to me yeah. is you know the biggest challenge is not can I beat Eli and Webb? It's can I beat myself? No. Yeah, and I'm not counting on that. I'm just saying if by some miracle he wins five in a row to end the season. I don't think anybody else gets second every week to hold him off. I just don't think he's going to win the five in a row. Can you imagine that? Jesus, that would be that, that's the ultimate. I mean, it would be like, great. It would be such a great storyline going into the last race or two. It'd be should, awesome. If he does that, he should change his name to Clutch Sexton. <laughs> you guys are welcome for that. You can use that one if you want. Um, <laughs> so the hilariously, the guy who crashed away. 35 points while leading races would end up having the most clutch season ever. Well, it would be. It would be. It would be clutch. <laughs> it would be uh, impressive. Um, Barsha second. This is a really cool story. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He, was, he was great in the press conference, too, afterwards. He was talking about I, – I, it, it's been so many days since his incident, which is almost like one of those workplace safety signs. Yeah, you that know? was good. Yeah. Like yeah, we, we've had 43 days since Justin Barsha attacked anyone. I, mean, I think you're saying clean, right? Yeah. I've been clean for yeah. how many days? Right. Uh, but yeah, really cool story there. Um, Signs a new deal. Yeah, two year deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really good to see Barsha, you know, be factor into this thing, and uh, and obviously with Jason Anderson's um, bad night there, that little points battle is now down to Barsha and Kenny for fourth in the points. Uh, I think, anyways, we'll see what happens. But it looks like that way because Barsha has been rising up, and uh, and Rocks in third. Uh, Roxon's good at the speedway all the time, JT. He's always good at this kind of stuff. Normally, I don't have the stats in front of me, but generally when I think of Atlanta and the COVID races and just Daytona, all that, Roxon's pretty good. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, I mean, he didn't quite have enough to, to beat Barsha, but when you look at he, you know, 
Webb and Tomac really couldn't do anything with him or catch him. Like, it was yeah. a really good race. Yeah. Solid all the way around. Um, and Barsha, Barsha got Kenny, I don't know, maybe five minutes to go-ish, something like that, yep. six minutes he, to go. Roxon was in heat race. Webb got him, but it was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just had a really mm-hmm. solid day. I mean, there's not can, a lot you could say negative. Can anyone, like, talk to Todd Harris and just get him to stop using James's German chocolate line? It just doesn't work the same when Todd Harris yells it out. I don't know. I, 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 we got Kickstarter candy and we got German chocolate, and I'm just going, what is going on here when I watch TV? Do anybody? No? You guys? No, I, I, I cannot do that. Uh, I feel like Stu can say it. Stu can get away with it. He's got his names for everybody. But maybe we should just let Stu do that. I don't know. Um, yeah, Webb 4, Eli 5th. Uh, good, you know, those guys. Uh, Cooper said he rolled like shit on the podium. That's great. He did. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was classic Cooper. I mean, I'm sure, sure my bosses at uh, Feld, Feld and NBC and whoever else would disagree, mm-hmm. but I thought it was awesome. What was it? <laughs> what was the talk around his fork? His fork, fork swap, JT. Uh, I didn't hear a lot. I, I did hear him say on the podium that he they needed had a lot of work to do, and I'm sure that meant the bike too. So I don't think anything is settled there. I wonder, Weege, if we see them. Uh, he went to the 48. WPs, which was AP, went to that in outdoors last year. Uh, I wonder, Weege, if like they're they're off again this weekend coming up in New York. It's very odd because I believe that's what Cooper wanted last year, and then yep, was told he couldn't, and then then for some reason they didn't run them again this year. Um, like then, didn't we hear like they tried it, but it actually didn't work? Like they did let him try it, but it didn't work. I thought I heard that. Um, but I'll tell you another thing that just. Okay, this is just the way it probably works between teams and riders. I mean, Webb told everybody this ginormous list of parts they had changed on the bike since last year, right? Like, foot pegs, you name it. They changed everything, right? Then I go to the KTM building opening um, two weeks ago, and I'm talking to Roger about that. And they're like, the only difference between his bike this year and last year is settings. And I'm like settings he's like yeah he's stronger and he's in better shape so everything just is stiffened up now and he's finally riding better and i'm like that's it no hard parts uh, that, nope. that does sound like what roger would say you know yep he is a stronger and he just uh, did change his settings because he's riding the bike the way it should and i'm just like <laughs> cooper named 18 parts like not settings not clickers not valve valving parts they're saying no i, I will <laughs> you, never understand you, yeah do you wonder why we have trouble covering this sport sometimes people like you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, these, these magical 48s that he's wanted for mm-hmm. a year and a half finally show up mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, Eli Tomac's quote in the press release. We had a tough battle from behind this weekend, and I struggled on the starts. Overall, it was decent, and we salvaged some points. I'm looking forward to a better ride in New Jersey. <laughs> That's it. That's all Thank I Thank you. Yeah, moving on, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he didn't look. JT, he caught. He didn't get a start. He was, like, 10th, and Coop. He was 10th, Coop was 8th, and then Coop was 5th like, by the second lap, and Eli was still in ninth or something. Like, Coop moved up way quicker than Eli did, and then eventually Eli caught him, and it looked like Tomac was going to make the pass on him. And then, like we said earlier, like props to Coop for pulling back out. But, yeah, just a so-so ride from Tomac, it looked like watching the race and watching lap times. Yeah, he tried. He, he got to his rear wheel several times, and uh... – yeah, I mean, it's just kind of that type of battle. Like, both of them understood the stakes, and both of them knew they needed to beat each other. And I think both of them were a little relieved that they were near each other, too, because they could have lost a ton of points to one another. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, neither of them were happy about the ride, but I think they also looked at it. And if you're Webb, you're like, well, the lead is, is less than it was. I'm closer. If you're Tomac, you're like, well, that race sucked, but guess what? I only lost the point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the attitude for both of them leaving that race for sure. Uh, but, uh, Webb's teammate could have done him a f- uh, favor. AP caught him. AP was on fire there. Uh, he was trying. Uh, the he race. Was trying. Yeah. He was, he got up to him and then made a mistake and could never reel him back in. But at one but point, they were both pushing really hard too. Like just because they had a bad race in fourth and fifth, like yeah. they were trying really hard to, to do something about it. I just, I don't know where AP would have made the move. Right. I don't know what would have been the move to make on that track where he yeah. was looking at it or whatever, like by the mechanics area looked to be. But, uh, you know, a, a one where you, somebody could make a mistake, but everybody kind of nailed that every lap from what I saw. You know, like three and three, sand whoops or whatever. So, like, if I'm looking at AP and where is he going to pass, well, in the whoops, but then Coop's going inside and just jumping and then going to the left. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what he could have done. So Yeah, it was tough. I mean, uh, there wasn't – nobody really had any significant weak points, especially when the whoops broke down to where guys were jumping most of the time. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean those guys don't make a lot of mistakes just that because they're so good. And when you need a mistake to make a move, it, it gets really difficult. Um, Adams' uh, heat race crash was pretty big, and then dude, he got all the way back up to fourth. He was ripping. Yeah, that after was that. Uh, that was scary. Like I'm, I'm most happy that he was able to have a huge crash and not be broken. Yeah, and get up and keep going. Like yeah. forget about the race. I don't care about the result. Yeah, whatever. It's an average race, main event, whatever. But the fact that he had a huge one and it's still out there and still racing is, to me, a, a step in the right direction. He's gone six eight eight six seven since he's come back, which was better than what he did before when he only got one eighth. So every race since he's come back has been better than before, but still not quite there. He qualified second quickest, I believe. Last week was third quickest. So the one-lap speed is getting there, and the results aren't, but maybe... The results will be there shortly. Weege, you know, maybe he'll change. Yeah, it's tough because I do feel he's riding way better, but the result only can go so far because it's like he's just not at the level to beat these, in this case, the six guys, and then maybe on a normal night you throw Anderson in, right? So it's like eighth or ninth-ish is the best he's going to end up doing. So you don't really see – he's going to have to make a huge jump to, say, get fourth in one of these, right? So I think it is trending better. At the end of the night, the results keep being the same every week. It is better since Mm -hmm. the injury. But, uh, yeah, I think it's way better than it was at the beginning of the season. He's gone – AP's gone – AP's gone 7-8 to AC, and then 6-7 AC got him in Glendale, and then this weekend 6-7 AP got him. So, yeah, they're having their own little battle the last three weeks. Yeah, I think it's encouraging. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dino, uh, eighth. So that's a season best for Dino after setting a season best last week. Yes, Christian Craig's out, and you know, but still, Dino's Dude, getting the battle good. that he and Nichols and Josh Hill had was, I get it, it's not for the win. So a lot of people probably don't care, but it was absolutely epic. For like 15 <laughs> minutes, they went at it. Uh, it was well, insane. Well, Justin got 10th, and Josh got 11th. Was just, Did you say Josh or Justin? It was Josh. Josh, okay. Was Josh. Josh was ahead the entire time. I'm talking like they were at war, and every time Dino would get him, Josh would get him back, and this went on. I'm, I'm not kidding, for like 15 minutes. And then Josh made a huge mistake, and like, like two laps to go, he kind of lost them. But then those two, uh, Nichols and Dino, battled the entire last lap also. So mm-hmm. I'm t- if, if you took out the other seven guys, it would have been – the race of the year for the win, but it just happened to be for eight, eight, nine, ten. 
Yeah, Justin and Josh. Josh was great. Like I, I know we've had this oh. week talking, whatever. Oh, but oh, interesting. Thank you. Josh was. I mean, Dean still beat him. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna get like that about no, it, no, I'm not getting but, anywhere. I'm just saying interesting, okay. interesting. But, but Josh rode really well. He did. He did. Yeah, you listen again. Not a huge fan of Josh, but I. You cannot deny that this has been a really good year for him. He's ahead of those other jerkies. You know, he didn't even qualify to start the. You know, the, the, the we got third in the race. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, McElrath had another good race. Uh, or not a good race. A, a, a rebound from... Yeah, it was a very quiet race. Like, yeah. he was by himself the entire time. But the result was better. Uh, and Benny came from 20th to 13th, I believe. I think he was 20th. He did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did he crash or just a He crashed in the start. start. Okay, so good job for Benji. Yeah, he was, he was like 20 seconds behind last. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He really was. Good job, Benji. 13th. Um, Chiz 14th, a good race for Chiz. Second best finish of the year after last week's best finish of the year. Uh, he's officially chizzing now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's I say I call this chizzing. He's in the low end of chizzing. Yeah. This one wasn't as good as Glendale, but it was still good. Yep. He found some fork settings. He's very happy. Um. Also, he said Kenny's really happy with his bike and everything else. So. Yeah, that team seems sort of settled, and McElrath's riding a little better. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see which Chiz is doing World Supercross, right? Which which and Shane's doing World Supercross with Rick Ware. So, come outdoors, are they going to have just two fifties and Kenny? Is that the plan? And how yeah. is how is Pipes going to do? And Brooks going to do World Supercross and Nationals with all these high profile guys? I don't you know, mean how they're they going to have two things at a time? Yeah, just running two things and shipping things and all of you know all of that. Good luck. <laughs> There's only one race, though, right? What? Two. Is there two races during I the Nationals? Uh, that can, oh, that conflict? during Nationals. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that conf- know. Uh, yeah, I think there's... That's what I mean. There's Red Bud Weekend. Yeah. Is there another? I thought there... Well, there was an SMX race, but I guess you're talking National. Oh, an SMX race, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, mm. So, anyways, uh, Fast Freddie Norn, 15, Moran, 16, Harlan, 17, Cartwright, Starling, Lesher, Jared Lesher on a two-stroke. Yeah, he rode good. Yeah. He rode, good. he rode into that spot. He did. Would you like to make a comment on John Short, JT? Um, I am going to take a lot of heat because on our fantasy pod, I basically stamped him. And then on Twitter on Saturday morning, I'm like, he's not, he's in, no problem. You know, John Short is multi. John Short made Anaheim one in a stacked yeah. field. Well, uh, one of the privateers that will remain nameless sent me a clip of me on the fantasy pod talking about how proficient John Short is at finding ways to not qualify. And uh, so, yeah, he mm-hmm. did exactly that. He invented ways to not qualify. It's unbelievable. I, I, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to give a nod to Chase Marquier, who passed in the qualifying, was running an easy second, and then somehow just faded to sixth. I have no idea how he did this. It was truly unbelievable to watch. But honestly, Marquier has done that a lot. He has faded. But he was so fast. Yeah. He blew by those guys. Think about second. Houston. And he got the whole, he just quit. Yeah, he got like, the whole, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got the whole shot in Houston. He, he's leading the LCQ, Yamaha LCQ points for a reason, right? He, Did he get tired? Or, I think like, he gets tired. Yes, I think he gets tired. I really do. Jeez, we're talking like a five-minute race. <laughs> I guess. John Shorts, though, Weege, his, his, his attempt of passing. just 
I don't know what his plan I was. Know, there. And, and he's always, I mean, it, it's magnified, right? Because Short's always in the third through fifth spot for the most part of these LCQs. <laughs> not third lately. Oh no, no, not finishing there. But I mean, he's always in that battle. I feel like. I just, I he's, see these names. I see these names yeah. like Jared Lesher and Cartwright and Morans and Norrin. And I'm like, John Short, really? You made Anaheim one. Really? He's in so, the battle every week. Yep. Yeah. So as a as a longtime LCQ veteran, and I, I felt like I had uh, lots of success in these. Like you, it, you have to kind of figure out how to avoid the chaos and sneak your way into these things at times. You can't just get nuts in the middle of the race when you're in the fight for the last position. Like you just can't go crazy and come unraveled. Like, and that's what that move was by John Short. Like you can't just go in there. Try to pass three guys in one quarter and just like, <laughs> what do you think the outcome was going to be there? And why are you, if that's the last turn in the last lap, okay, I got it. Like, you know, you're just going to go for it and see what happens. But you have a real chance of qualifying here. You're catching the group. You still have like another two laps. Just make moves. Like you don't have to pull the pin and like and, detonate the grenade right there. And you have to know who you're racing against, which you know that Joe on cross has gone, yeah, backwards. He's gone backwards. He's gone backwards yeah. in every single LCQ just about. Like you know that's yep. going to happen. So yep. you got him, you know, and kind of look ahead. And yeah, just oh boy. It's, he is a veteran. John Short is a veteran at the, by this, you know, at this point of his career. He should know better. And I don't know. I, I truly don't know. We all tweeted about it. So we're all mm. beating a dead horse here. But like, come on. Uh, I'll tell you something crazy. Uh, I, I cannot believe I'm going to uh, apply advice here from one Alex Ray. Oh, but okay. when he had a run where he was making main events more than not, I asked him why, like what he changed besides less sketchy. And he's like, there's more time than you think. Like everybody talks about the LCQ is like, there's not a lot of time. It's a short race. It's a sprint race. But he's like, you do have time. Like you don't pat, like when you're in sixth, you do not need to, to your point, JT, go insane. Like, oh my things God, gonna, I'm Things are going to get nuts lap. without you. Yeah, without you creating it, things typically get nuts. You want to be the benefactor of that, yeah. not the instigator. Yep. Yep. The, the, you, the race actually has enough time to unfold. I think it's always said that it doesn't, but it actually does. I have, I'll also say this I've backed into more qualifying positions than I've forced myself into. Mm. There you go. Well, shout out wow. to Jared Lesher on a two stroke. Good yeah, job. He deserved, he deserved it. He and, did really well. Yeah, he did. And uh, Jason Anderson DNF'd, um, flew all night, I guess, uh, had his first kid. Congrats to Jason and his uh, wife or girlfriend. Um, and then and then what? Did we hear? Did just just too much too much going on for him? I was told they thought it, yeah, just he didn't get any sleep. Right. He was up all night, like through labor and just, yeah, had nothing left. Right. That's kind of what I heard, too. Uh, and Cade uh, also didn't feel great. He came back from a pretty big injury to this race, and props for making the main. He looked over at John Short in that LCQ, probably like, what are you doing? Uh, yep. And then uh, Cade, didn't, Cade pulled out early, didn't quite have it. So um, that was it for him. Well, all those guys, you know, Carnell, they all tweeted. They're all just like, you know, they're all in this together, and they're all just like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Because he screwed Carnell, too. Right. You know, Carnell had to stop. Uh, all right, uh, that's the 450 class from the uh, Speedway. And, uh, yeah, thanks to folks again. Fly Racing, the Fly Kinetic mesh is out. You saw it on uh, RJ Hampshire and Max Anstey and Dean Wilson and all of these racers, Chiz and McElrath. Available in, in dealers now, motorsport.com. Of course, you can get it from them as well. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. The Formula Helmet is great. Love it. 
Uh, it's fantastic. And also the Revel Light. Just got it. Just tried it the other day. The new Revel Light chest protector goes underneath your jersey. Super lightweight, super vented, and uh, fits really nice as well. So, yeah, the Revel Light is available. And uh, so please check that out. Motorsport.com. Uh, go through the banner on pumpamex.com to help us out. OEM and aftermarket parts. They got side by side parts. They got uh, UTV stuff. They got uh, street bike stuff, dirt bike stuff, e bikes as well. Uh, Motorsport.com's got a lot of things that you need. Go through the banner on Pulpamex to help us out. Make a purchase. You'll see the great prices, the great customer service, easy return policy, all of that available at Motorsport.com. Uh, and also Cobo Links, the lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Use the code Pulpamex for free shipping and a discount from Cobo Links, K O U B A Links.com. Built designed and everything up there in Boise, Idaho. And uh, use the code to save with cobalinks.com. And we as well, Onyx Maps? Yeah, Onyx Maps. We'll give you even a discount. If you want to try it out, type in RacerX, all one word, all lowercase, RacerX. When you go to onyxmaps.com or Onyx Off-Road in the App Store, and we'll give you 20% off. And it's uh, the way to go if you're doing anything, mountain biking, dirt bike riding. It'll tell you where to go, how to ride, you know, tips on the trails, all things like that. We talk about it every week. So enjoy your uh, discount. Give it a shot. Go to onyxmaps.com and you'll see how effective it is. And I just want to mention we've relaunched a new line of clothing over at racerxbrand.com. So check out our new uh, spring collection over there. And the subscription to the mag, we used to push these real hard. I'm bringing her back because I have a Honda, electric Honda 50cc size bike, the CRF E2, sitting in my garage. My kid gets to ride it. It's cool. And we're giving one out to oh, one wow. subscriber. So okay. subscribe to the mag now. And every subscriber gets a pocket-sized cell phone battery recharger. We'll give everybody that, and we'll enter you in the drawing for the Granger Power Sports Honda CRF E2. My kid does pit bike riding yard in the suburbs. Think about it. Not to mention I've written a bunch of stories that you'll never read online and you'll read them only in the magazine from me, my stories. Yes, you'll see them online. We're trying to sell subscriptions here. We're trying to sell them. My great stories. You'll see them online. You just won't be able to read them unless you're a subscriber. Yeah, you did the privateer math Yeah, see? Yeah, privateer people. How they do do it. Um, All right, 250 class, Hunter Lawrence. uh, Yep, he had a massive save. Oh, boy. That could have been ugly. Uh, But he saved it. And he went on to win his uh, sixth race out of seven and just took off. And he's got a huge points lead because Nate Thrasher crashed out. Is Nate Thrasher okay? Do we know? I don't think so. I don't I, know. I think so it's I a dislocated hit, I think. Oh, no way. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm assuming they got it back in, but yeah. those things. Oh, boy. Well. I've always heard there's no pain worse. Christian just went through that too, right? Christian's hip. Yep, I believe so, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. bummer for Nate. Jeremy Martin crashed out. Tom Vial crashed out. And so now Hunter Lawrence has a uh, 45-point lead. Five. Yep. Yes, with uh, three races to go. I like his chances, guys, to bring, <laughs> to bring this thing home. Oh, yeah, you do? Yeah, yeah. I do. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, but, hey, that, that was a big save, JT. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, championship-wise, there's two rounds left, and one of them is a showdown. Uh, basically, Deegan would have to win – one and get like third at the other or something like that. Like the math is close to that to win this thing. And uh, Hunter would have to not race at all. So it's pretty much over. Um, and yeah, rightfully so. Hunter's been the best guy all season long. So congratulations to what will be his first championship. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, to me, it, now it's more about watching Hayden Deegan and his development. That's really the only story left for me in this class. Uh, race day live. 
They had a graphic up there of the Jet and Lawrence stats since 2022. I, 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 I can't do this, everybody. I can't keep doing this. I just stop You and it. I both were immediately just firing. Like, just stop my, it. My fingers were just rapid firing. Stop it. Like, I get it, what you're trying to do. I understand it. There's better ways to go about it than just cherry picking a year and this and to make the stats work for you. It's too much recency bias. God. Like, you can't compare careers when you only have 18 months of data of, you know, of the career. Like, that's to me, that's not a that's not fair. Like, no Wait, one's saying it, that Hunter has not been phenomenal. What do they do? They put a stat up uh, showing Hunter and Jet since 2022. So, but, the, but the comment was, "Look at how look similar how, look the how close careers have been." Yeah, yeah. Look oh, at I how thought that stat was just totals. No, 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 that was since 2022. Yes, since since look yeah. how identical their careers have been. But it was before it was not framed as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Sorry, yeah. I yeah. thought the graphic was career. I, <laughs> I guess it tricked me. The yeah. point you're making, maybe. Right. No, no. I don't know. No, it said since 2022, you know, so it cut off one of Jets' titles and one of Jets' national titles, and it cut off, you know, his age and all How of that. How consistent yeah. he was How at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just, like all that. Hunter couldn't make it through two series without getting yeah. hurt. Like, we missed yeah. all that. We didn't catch that, even though he's older. He seemed to have trouble right. getting through series. Uh, good God. Good God. Yeah, it, it, it's whatever. Like, no, I don't want it to come off. And I don't think Steve does either. One to come off like we're not saying Hunter's been awesome, but it's it's painting a picture that's not really accurate. Like Hunter's success has really been the last eighteen months. Before that, it was really difficult for him. Right. He got second. Well, I'm say yeah. I, okay, twenty one yeah. was pretty good too. Yeah. But yep. Yep. The early years, let's say, right. were not very good. He had shoulder issues. Crashed a lot. Like he was going to quit. He was literally going to retire at twenty years old. He was. Like that's how. Yeah. There was talk of that. Like he was, I, I remember this very he much. Said so. it. He said Yeah. Yeah. Very yep. much so. It's like, I don't know, like if this is going to work. So that's all we're trying to say. Yeah. It hasn't all been rainbows and sunshine. Like yeah. there was a real struggle there. No. Yeah. He's, he's riding great, but you just cannot compare him to Jet Lawrence. You just cannot. And this is a regional. I thought their career totals were like the same, like the wins, the top fives, the podiums, the top tens, all that. I thought that was total, total. Are you sure? The stat they showed yesterday yes. was only since 2022. Okay. And then a comment uh, made was, look yeah. how identical yeah. their careers have been. Yeah. It's tough with stats, right? Because what Hunter ended up doing was almost just not participating in two whole Supercross seasons when it started. So that just those are just zeros. They don't look – they're not in a record book as a DNF or a DNS. They're just, they're just nothing. So – it's hard sometimes the stats cannot always tell the story. If you miss races, they're not considered bad results. They just don't exist. Or you got hurt at Loretta's opening round or whatever. Sure, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah, I just, yeah, you know. It, it's not indicative of how difficult Hunter had it for a while. That's all. That's the only point I'm really trying to make. And again, Jets, Jets got three titles. He's going to have Absolutely. four. And yep. Hunter's got. Hunter's about to get his first. Hunter's about to get his first. And yep. last time I checked, four is better than one. Well, three is better than zero right now. Yes, that's what we're exactly. looking at. Well, that too, yeah. right? Anyways, Hunter rode great. And, yeah, despite the save, repassed Egan and, uh, and took off. And, but again, like, not to, not to shit on Hunter here, but. No, no one's trying to do that. Who's, no, I just. Who's he beating for this title right now? He's beating a guy that uh, won a couple speedway races. And other than that, um, and, 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 and an east-west shootout. He's beating Max Anstey, who was in Europe for seven years. He's beating a total rookie in Hayden Deegan. 
He's beating Jordan Smith, who is uh, having a nice season, but never exactly known for his consistency. Uh, I again just. Tim, I'm gonna not go that far. Well, okay, he that's was fine. Really good last year. Yeah, he was. No, he was. Christian. So I don't, and, and you can't control who you're racing. No, but I'm right? saying like, six or seven wins. Like, oh, six yeah. or seven wins. Like, okay, let's take yeah. a look at this class here and just, you know, I like Cameron McAdoo and RJ Hampshire better than pretty much everybody that Hunter's racing against. Or I, think Hunter, I think Hunter. Yeah. I think Hunter would have beat McAdoo every race this year. RJ would have been tough at times, I think, but I think I still think he's been better. Um, Hunter's just been rock solid this year. Yeah, like, no, he really, great. really has. He's strung it together. He's got a great bike, a great team, and he should have going in. We're like, he is a massive favorite for this, and he's yeah. doing exactly what he's we delivered. said, and yep. that's great. But I just, yeah, that's, I don't think he belongs in Jet Lawrence's category. You know he's he's gonna go beat Jet this weekend just to drive this thing right yeah. off the cliff. Well, <laughs> bo- neither one of these guys is gonna do anything dumb, right? They shouldn't, anyways. I'm sure they're gonna play it pretty smart. Um, but anyways, uh, getting into this race, yeah, Jordan Smith, nice bounce back boy. Jordan uh, obviously didn't make Detroit, right? And then he uh, bike broke at Tampa, right? Bike broke. Um, yeah, give him give him that a couple of, give, give him a couple decent finishes there, and he's he's second the points easily. Um, but yeah, Jordan's having a nice season. Um, so good job. Good job for Jordan Smith. Um, after a thrasher's crash, that, that's, yeah, that sucks. We have video of the thrasher crash. Anybody, anybody seen what happened? No, I mean, I he just, oh yeah. Um, we're just going to wait until Yamaha officially says what the injury is. Our guy, Tom Jordan shot it and we'll put it probably on Instagram, but dude, it was just straight endo, straight endo, yeah. almost straight to the head, but it kind of hit him. He rotated just enough to maybe hit his shoulder and his side. Yep. But uh, he was ugly. Uh, Hayden Deegan led a lap and uh, got third. Good job for Hayden. Um, yeah, impressive, impressive race. He looks him. really good, man. And Joe Schmoder was back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good job, Joe. Looks like Anstey was catching him a little bit, and then he got a little bit second wind, which is good seeing his best in his first race back. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it was good for Joe because, yep. remember, everybody is basing Joe on how great the Nationals were, and they were. Um, and assuming that, you know, right off last year's Supercross, because it was bad. So I, I don't think he needed to prove anything. I mean, we're hearing he's a free agent. He's highly valued, so he's fine. But uh, I was just like, yeah, but, I mean, last Supercross season, he was know. terrible. I was talking to Parabinos about this because I kind of thought he was going to take that jump up. I talked to Nick a little bit before the year, and I thought he was going to take that national jump up into Supercross and be, you know, race winner, podium guy. Nick obviously thought so too. Parabinos is like, but but why would you think that? Look at what happened. And and Paul has a point. Paul has a has a legit point because, you know, last year was the same thing, and he got like one podium, right? So, I don't know. I just thought it was going to get a bump from that. But then again, I thought Osborne was going to get a bump from his national title, and so was Ferrandez. I believe that Shimoda would have been had he been healthy. I really do. Yeah, I I think he would have. I don't think he beats Hunter as solid as Hunter has been. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's second in points by quite a bit. Yeah. I would agree. I think so too, but I think it was just good to actually see it. Like, oh yeah, he's good. Yep. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, Max Anstey fifth. Henry Miller sixth. Good job for that, for Henry yeah. Miller. Good job. That's I looked it up. That's career he best. Really career well. best. Really? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome job for Henry. Be straight up. Beat Chris Blows. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, is that a best for Talon Hawkins too? It yep. is. Yep. It was. Yep. yep. And I stayed away from him fantasy because of two whoops and how. Two well, he was just jumping them. Okay. And just whatever happens, be damned. I'm jumping these. <laughs> yeah, but so was like, Hardy. 
I understand. I'm just telling you, like, it was like the from get from the jump. Yeah. I'm jumping these and everybody else can piss off. Right. And if and you, I, if you go works. by me, great. No problem. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so zombie seventh, Alan Hawkins, eighth, uh, Colin Park, ninth, Braswell qualified poorly, but got in there for a 10th. I don't know. You guys got anything else on these? Uh, J Mart's, J Mart's okay. <laughs> It was one of the most boring races I've ever watched. Oh, wow. To be honest. <laughs> All right. It was. I hate to say that. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that, but it's just my. it was just how I felt. Shout out to Gage Linville, who wrote himself back into qualifying. I think that's his second career main event for Gage. Do we know? Yeah, uh, I believe se- second yeah. one, yes. Yeah, second one. So He's a fly racing rider. He is, yep. Uh, TJ Albright, too. Good, good to see TJ there. Uh, in the main event, the cat, Michael Hicks, had an off night. He'd, he'd really been on the move the last few weeks. And then Luke Neese. Thank you, Luke Neese, for really yes, getting sir. it in there for fantasy purposes. Nice we, work. We got a little help. We needed a Jace Owen slash um, Park? Brazil? Yeah, Colin Park. Yeah, Colin Park. Colin Park and uh, Shock. And Shock. That's what we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Got that. Got that help in the heat. Got that it right nice. in there. Right. Uh, all right. Okay. Anything else for two of these? We each? JT? No? Anything? Go Hunter Lawrence? Who on win- the Fox Raceway. Who wins the shootout? Showdown. I mean, I want to say Jet, but I feel like Hunter's going to do it just to spite everybody. Yeah, maybe. Weege? Yeah, I could see it. And by the way, that is the way Atlanta was a, show- a showdown last year, and it played out that way where Hunter ended up winning. So, yeah, sure. Okay. I yeah. feel like these almost never go with the guy who has the best odds. Right. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Or we got Nate Thrasher passing everybody and taking off. Which did or, happen. Or yes. Andrew Short back in the day. Or who else won the showdown? That was Brock Hepler. Yeah. Yeah. Had a few. Millsaps early on. Right. Um, every, during the era of pro circuit dominating, every pro circuit rider having problems at the Vegas showdown every year all the time. <laughs> yeah. They did well, go one, two, three, four one year. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, they the did. Four. But didn't they have um, Villapoto and Townley both have bike problems on like the second lap? I think so. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. They did go one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'll ask Townley about it. <laughs> okay. Your, your guy. Um, we Yamaha just sent out a press release. Now. Sorry. Uh, Yamaha just sent out a press release, but the Thrasher is a update. We'll follow at a later date. Okay. So. All right. Well, bummer yeah. for for Nate, because I think outdoors he would have done a lot better, just like in Supercross. So. I don't know, though. He had that. Okay. I was wondering if he was going to get the knee fixed. Oh. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Um. So but he's in the fix now. You guys hear about this? Yeah. I'm getting tagged in this Bobby Piazza thing. Do you guys know anything about this? I I knew he was doing this, but I didn't know yeah. he got shut down. Right. So I mean I don't I don't think that they're gonna be cool with that dynamic anyway, so it felt like it was probably inevitable. So he's been doing this thing where you give him twenty bucks and you get to rev his bike. Just reserving judgment on that itself, I'll just move aside on that moment on why you'd pay twenty dollars to rev a bike. He's been doing it all year, and whatever, who cares? Good for him. While he was doing it, and it was by the garages this weekend, and it was really echoing and loud, and the AMA asked him to stop because a team had complained. And and I talked to somebody at the AMA who said they have no idea why it escalated to where it did, but it turned into a whole thing at the race. And uh, angry people, and, and, you know, now Bobby's saying he was canceled. <laughs> and on social media, right? This is the same guy that started a GoFundMe after the LCQ thing a couple years back when he didn't deserve to be in the main, but then he felt like he did. And then he had started a GoFundMe. Now he's canceled. Now he's angry. He's probably going to ask for some more money from people. And I just, like, I don't, I don't people are mad because they ain't made, like, what, 
I mean, it, I talked to Starling, who Starling said on social media that it was, it was noisy, it was loud, it was echoey. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm probably gonna stay as far away from this one as I can. I just people are mad, and I don't get it. Like, yep. wh- why should I just be able to get a leaf blower and stand beside you and just turn on a leaf blower wide open and be like twenty dollars to yeah. do a leaf blower rev? Yeah, like I don't. I, I guess I don't know. You guys aren't getting tagged in this. This is things that I I get on my timeline, but <laughs> people are mad that he had to stop. And I'm just like, yeah, man, it was like super noisy. Like, I feel like that's a fine request. Hey man, can you not do that? Yeah. I feel like I have so many things that I'm like super concerned with that are going on. And this just isn't going to find its way in there. Well, it's just not going to make my list. He's mad. The AMA's mad that he's mad and, and fans are mad. Well, look, we know this is not about revving the bike or the $20. This has been framed as the privateers always get screwed. That's that's what's making this a bigger story. Like on whatever it was, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we all know that's that's what's really being. No matter what had happened, whether it was noise or money or completely something else, this is the privateer getting screwed, which is just the easiest, like yeah. catnip nectar, yeah. yeah. no. low hanging fruit. And, and, yeah, it, it will always, always, always get fans um, on your side. Always. As someone that has given hundreds of thousands of dollars to privateers, and that's not exaggeration. Uh, yeah, stop revving the bike. Can you just stop, or can you can you pit a hundred? Can you yeah, yeah, yeah. pit two hundred yards away? Is right. that cool? Like I don't get why I someone. Think I think that's a fair ask. I, really I, I don't do. understand, but I guess it turned into a whole thing because I was talking to somebody from the AMA, and they're like, "Yeah, it got it got rather tense." Mm. So yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, somebody on Twitter said, "If only he could sell merch." Instead of charging people twenty dollars, he could sell merch. And I'm like, how many Bobby Pizza shirts is he selling to get to the races? Like, I don't get the whole merch thing either. That that always comes up, and it's like, well, yeah. Um, go to any stadium or speedway like this. I'm sure you could sell merch. You just got to give the building its cut. Mm-hmm. And how much are you, you can't selling? Not yeah. sell merch. You just can't sell your own merch and keep 100 percent of the profits, which you could not do anywhere. Okay. I, I would be yeah. awesome if these guys could make more money. I'm all for it. Yeah. And I actually, I do a, that is a very creative move on Bobby Piazza, the rev thing. Cause I could see fans thinking it's cool and giving them 20 bucks for sure. I can see all that credit for creativity, but the idea of like, there just should be no rules at all. Like you, okay. I'll put it this way. You can't go to an NFL game and just set up a table and sell t-shirts well, and make money on it. Could you go into the, Garages, the street bike racing, and go to Mar- Marquez's bike and rev it for twenty bucks. I mean, um, I mean, you can. No, you no. just end up in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I'm saying, like, yeah. there's merchandise, official merchandise, at any professional sporting event or concert or whatever. You can't just. You can be part of it. I mean, they sell Justin Barsha merchandise at Supercross races. He just doesn't get a hundred percent of the profits. Right. They'll yeah. take some, and what I've heard is the buildings take an exorbitant amount. Of it, these uh, jets and donuts. I mean, they're thirty dollars for a pack. The amount of money that the Lawrence brothers get out of that thirty dollars is unbelievable. Like it's almost nothing. But that's it's pay to play in these stadiums. It's just how stadiums work. You can't just be like, hey, you know what? If you're on the Dallas Cowboys, you can't have your mom just print up a bunch of shirts of you and just sell it. Oh, you can if you're the Coop- El Chupacabra. <laughs> they weren't. They did it a few times. But <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Oh, Baggett's family, Baggett's mom and dad selling shirts out of the pro circuit truck. <laughs> just... Oh, 
<laughs> they're, oh, like, they're like, hey, can you stop, please? Can you please stop? Yeah. <laughs> like you literally. Yeah, you, you literally I did not. I didn't. I didn't. Oh know yeah. One. Oh yeah. 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 They, they but were, my point is, these yeah. are just. No, I know no. it's very easy to be like the factories, the AMA, and Feld, and whatever. But really, it's the way all things work. Yeah. Okay. There's so, licensing agreements and rules. There's just rules. But okay. But why? Are. Why? Why does your monetary gain have to affect my ability to speak to people and have conversations? Why? 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 Like, okay, cool. Right on. Great ingenuity. I won't judge you for spending twenty dollars to rev a bike. That's a whole other thing. Okay. Yeah. But why does it have to affect me? And you're going to lose your mind when someone says, "Hey, man, can you just stop that?" Like, no one can. Like, it's echoing, and no one can speak, and no one can talk, and like, why? Why would you lose your mind over that? Isn't it a reasonable yeah, I'm request? Yeah, I'm not into this. I don't know. That's, okay. that's not a reasonable I'm not request. I'm not into that. Okay. The merch one bothers me. Okay. Well, that's people on Twitter. That's not Bobby Pizza. Yeah. I, I hope Bobby Pizza calls me. I've given the guy money before. Call me. Yeah. I, I, I would love to have this conversation where you think that you being asked to not rev the bike to affect people, everyone around you, is, is an unreasonable request. I, I would love to have that conversation, and I would stand strongly with like, yeah, that's a dick move. There we go. Okay. So, okay. All right. Uh, street bike racing. Uh, we, JT, you saw this video. This um, this uh, this video that circulated uh, and some texts of our friend Weech at the at the street bike races. I did. Yes. This, this was one of the highlights of my weekend. It was fantastic. What, what video is this? I don't even know. What are you talking about? Stop it. Is there a video I don't know about? Or are you talking about me like with videos I shot? Are you being serious? Uh, video while you were working. Are you being serious right now? I am. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm going to text you this video. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. And we'll do a live react. Yeah. Because I assume that you knew about this. Uh, it's fantastic. And. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was, it was All right. uh, a very boring Saturday. Uh-huh. I enjoyed being at the race, but this was the highlight of my Saturday, I believe. Uh, so I just, yeah, just, just sent it to you each. Um, this is what we were getting Ready? in our texts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I wasn't working on a motorcycle, was I? You were not. Okay. Yeah. It's not allowed to. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, this one. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, this so, is good. So <laughs> oh, this one. Oh, yeah. So you knew, yeah. did you know this was being shot or no? Yeah, I mean, that was our buddy Dan Truman. Right. I'm like, please send me the video. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because, um... That was me typing during the press conference. Right. And uh, I said, I then put it in the RacerX Slack channel. And I said, I hope you're all happy. The sacrifices I had to go through, the things I had to miss <laughs> to type these darn Chase Sexton quotes for the website. It was great. It was yeah. fantastic. Truman. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine Truman just, just running. Yeah, things. this is Truman. Yes, exactly. It was really fun actually hanging out with Truman for a weekend, um, witnessing the highs and lows of fantasy. Um, do you, he was uh, here do you helping need... Red Bull do some like really important stuff, but yeah. more importantly for him, of course, Hardy Munoz and things like that are just always. Oh, he was he was irate. way more important than anything else Dan's got going on. <laughs> in life. So if you hung out with Dan, uh, do you need uh, one of those IV people to come to your house or your hotel room tonight? Yeah, I mean, luckily I came in a day later than everybody else, so okay. I think that the. the, the I haven't really gone. I don't really go out anymore. I don't know when my life changed, but it occurred to me this weekend. I'm like, man, I just don't do this anymore. Um, yeah, Dan and I were out to like 1.30 on Friday night. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, That's usually I, like when I get up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Factor in some time zones, and I think we're there. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But it's been fun. It's just a totally different. I've never been to MotoGP. I watch all the races. Never been to one. Uh, it's cool. 
it's just so different. Here's the difference. And I mentioned this in this video you're talking about, but the other videos I did, <laughs> okay. the, the Bobby Piazza situation, the fans in our sport get extremely upset because they still want that privateer element of like here, there is zero concern. This is as elitist as it gets. If you're not on one of the teams, you do not race. You cannot purchase the motorcycles. Do not show up. This is the approved riders and teams. There's no such thing as privateers, and no one even feels bad. This is a huge money. It's designed for millionaire companies and people to invest money and have their egos stroked and be pampered and be VIPs and support the racing. And everybody just knows that. And they're, it's like Formula One. Like No one complains. Like You know what I don't like about Formula One? <laughs> Too much money. I don't like the money aspect. I don't, like, like, that's the, I don't, I don't like that I can't show up and ride. And drive. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like Formula One is having this massive explosion in popularity, and it's based on the fact that it is lifestyles of the rich and famous. And everybody knows there's billions of dollars, and that's the appealing part of it. You know, our sport, for better or worse, maybe it's better this way, tries to not do well, that. It tries to do the exact opposite. The MXGP, there's no doubt MXGP is trying to go this route, right? They've opened up a wild card system this year a little bit more. And allowed some guys to come in, but MXGP is trying to do this, and I don't like it. Yeah, they, I, I like. They want it to be elite. They want it to be right. the yeah. best of the best. And right yep. or wrong, I'm not defending it. I'm yeah, just telling exactly. you what and, they uh, want to do. And I like. Results. And I like Bobby Pizza showing up, not revving his bike, but if he's good enough, he gets in the main event. I yeah, like. I'm that. not. I'm right. not arguing with that. I'm, I'm yeah. cool either way. I'm just yeah. But, there are definitely so, differences of where they're trying to be. To bring this yep. around, though, to bring this around to where I was getting to. Do you think we each, after watching street bike racing, and JT certainly knows a thing or two about it, like, should we do that in Supercross and Motocross? Would, uh, no, I actually like, I, okay. I like, I feel like here's why the two things work. Would we grow it? Things. Would we grow would, it? You know, everybody talks about growing the sport. <laughs> um, I don't think it would. I see why they have to do it. Mm -hmm. um, a couple things. First of all, traveling internationally around the world, the amount of expenditure to do that, the amount of you have to get everyone on board. Like, dude, they are so regulated as to the size of cases, what they can fit in them, mm -hmm. and the weight. Like, their tools are made out of carbon fiber, so the shipping weight is less. So to, I feel like the only way you could get that kind of organization is to be like, there are 20 teams. We're all in this together. You're the teams. We're the series. That's it. There's no random dude showing up, A. And B, luckily in our sport, the bikes don't make as much of a difference. The regulations, the rules, the JT, you know how this works in street bike racing. Like, you can only change this thing two times all year. The technical regulation they have to have to keep the racing interesting is insane. So I don't think you could do that with a privateer-style model. But you have to do it in street bike racing because it would make such a massive difference. In the end, hey, we joke about the production rule and they never really check bikes. But it doesn't matter because the bikes don't make as big a difference. So I feel like they have to go with this very, very, very structured format to well, make the travel and the racing work. And World Supercross is trying to do that, right, in, in, in our sport. But um, Yeah, and probably yeah. for the same reason. Like, it's How are you going to get people on board with racing in six different continents? When it's just a run what you brung, show up, hopefully you're there when we open sign up. Like, you can't. But you, you have to start having it be um, a more structured system. Would we have more sponsors in our sport and more involvement if it was a little bit more elitist? Um, the only thing I could think of is that maybe you could make some changes more. Like, look, how many times will you hear, 
hey, I heard they're thinking of doing this. And then fans were like, well, that wouldn't be good for the privateers. Um, so I think you could be more nimble with making changes and trying things when all you got to do is call like these eight teams and be like, can you do this? We can do this. We're good. Right. Um, that's all I could think of. Um, but the model here is, and I'm sure formula in the same way. And I've been in NASCAR races of similar. It's the only way this racing is going to be profitable for anyone is to get rich people or rich companies to want to be part of it. So we've got to give them the most pampered VIP CEO experience because they could spend the money on golf or the NFL if they want. And we want them to spend the money here. Mm-hmm. So, so much of dude, this weekend is barely based around even watching the racing at all. Yeah. It's I've heard based pe- around I've, I've heard people lifestyles le- of the rich and famous. Yeah. I've heard people leave before the race. They go all weekend and then they leave before the race. It's just the pageantry and right. being important and saying you're important did, because that's what gets rich people to spend money. Did you see Keanu? No, I don't think Keanu was here. There are a lot of rumors. Okay. Keanu is going to show up. Yep. Bill Burr, the comedian, yeah. Bill Burr. He's, he's big popular, motor. right? Yep. Did Hammer get him to go? He handed out, okay, the trophies on the podium. Are you ready? Nice. Were handed out by Bill Burr, uh, FIM President uh, Vargas, and Marvin Muskan. That's oh, awesome. Marv. So were, for years. Those, those, for, are our, those are our celebs. For years, Jeremy has been trying to get Bill Burr to go. Like, tweeting him. I've oh. seen him mention him, I'm going to say, five to ten times trying to be accurate. About come check out come check out MotoGP. Red Bull's happy to have you be our VIP guest. Well, like for years, so I'm, I'm glad that that actually worked he, out. That's he's awesome. got a cool. KX500. Bill Burr does. Well, oh really? Yeah. I think Jeremy would see him comment on something to do with motorcycles or racing or something, and yeah. be like, "Hey, dude, anytime you want to go, we got you yeah. all the way." Right. And yeah. so uh, yeah, I yeah, think he, it just finally happened. He's a dirt bike guy too. So yeah, it's awesome. Uh, did you see Fabio? Did you see Fabio? Marf. Oh, yeah, Fabio was here. Fabio podiumed. That was big. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know you were following it closely. Yeah, Quattamao. Quattaro? I don't even know what you said right there. Yeah. You, yeah. Tell, you tell him it was bullshit that he got interviewed ahead of the dogger? Instead of the dogger, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's a world champion. World champion. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, thought, I love that Jack Miller knew uh, the weed show. That was cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jack was really the star. Like, he's Red Bull's guy. I was here. Red Bull's the one that asked me to come. And uh, he's just, they're all into moto to a degree, but Jack's next level. Like, he was at Glendale last week, and I talked to him there. He had some analysis because he really follows it closely. Anyway, it was fun, yeah. but it definitely was way more of a hangout than it was a race, which right. I'm not saying that would be With better for Supercross. Like, there's yeah. so much time to hang out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I had more good bench racing insider convos at this race than any race I go to. Because, yeah, think about outside of Supergrass. How much free time is there really? Two hours? Yeah, and then, you know, yeah. No, the Friday night's a good opportunity, for sure. Everybody in Denver, come hang out, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, but, yeah, it, MotoGP, like, I've been to a lot of these. I've been in Europe. I've been in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a different It's a different deal. Like, you get there all day Friday. You know, they only ride a couple times. Most of the time, downtime. Everybody's mm-hmm. just chilling. Then everybody goes to dinner. Friday night hangs out more, and then Saturday is really mellow. Lots of hanging out. Then Saturday night, everybody goes to dinner, then goes out. Then Sunday, yep. it's all day again. Like it's just, it, yep. it is a great, great weekend. And I don't even care if you don't like the racing; just the bro down time with everybody yeah. is is great. And again, I'm sure part of the reasoning for that is we always hear uh, what did our buddy Kenny Watson always say? It's all about the business to business, right? I'm yep. sure the hope is like, hey, you rich guys, sit down for lunch here, and then this other rich guy who you've never met, you talk, and you're like, hey. 
I'm glad I met you here. Hey, let's do business together. Hey, MotoGP is a great place to get business deals done. Let's spend more money there. It's it's so incredibly expensive, this type of racing. You have to set up models like that. Yeah, you can't. Well, yeah. Sometimes I'm in Unadilla, you know, second moto, late in the dusty, oh, yeah. and I run into a guy who owns a hot dog vendor, and we, we yeah. talk about hot dog vending. Hash it and, out. You know, it's, yeah, it's a big B2B thing at Unadilla yeah. in, in August, too. So. Yep, yeah, mergers and acquisitions and rooms. Yeah, I would love for them to pull off. Uh, and I've heard this floated before, Weed, but you mentioned on the Weed Show about having a race in Austin Saturday night and having MotoGP on that same weekend. It would just be insane. Like, they've done it. Like, Phillips Island had Australian Supercross there the same weekend. Yeah, somebody but, told me. Chad Chad actually raced it. Yeah, Chad Chad raced on the same weekend they had a Supercross there. Like, yeah. It's happened, just not at, you know, this would be the highest level. Like, this would be, you know, yeah. it, it wouldn't get any bigger than this. That would that, be amazing. Talking that up is a huge reason why I was invited to this race. I guess I'm an influencer. I, I'm all for it. Yeah. However I can help, I can't help at all, probably. But I'm yeah. happy to continue to push that narrative. It would be insane. I mean, there is a stadium where University of Texas plays. You know, it's 20 minutes from MotoGP track. You know, they're done racing at 4 o'clock. Supercross starts at 6.30. It's perfect. But um, I have no idea if that stadium's interested in, you know, having dirt and dirt bikes. I have no idea. Yeah. That's, that seems like an obstacle. But um, but you look at the, the yeah. influential Texans that are involved in MotoGP. Like, they have to have some pull with the University of Texas. Like, you cannot convince me that mm. the people that got Coda built have yeah. no pull. With the University of Texas. Yeah. Like, I just will not buy that. Yeah, yeah. There will be a huge crowd for both because you, most fans are going to go to both, and either one is going to help each other. Sure. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Steve, you get to go to MotoGP finally. Was uh, was Wheeler there? No, no Wheeler oh. this weekend, but uh, there's also no Suzuki in the series, so, yeah. No, 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 uh, Adam Wheeler, sorry. Oh, not Chris Wheeler. Yeah, yeah, I'll oh. think you meant Adam. Yeah. Yes. No, Adam. Oh, absolutely. No, he got me a spot in the press box. We're together all weekend. Oh. It's great. Oh, yeah. Adam, oh, see, Adam you want to talk about me not going to the races. Adam, when's the last time Adam Wheeler went to a Supercross? Was that Anaheim, I guess. Seattle he, last year? No, when was Seattle no, last He was year? at one this year, too. But. Oh, wow, that's really horrible. Wow. Oh, Houston. MotoGP has him. Moto, yeah, Houston. He was he's at Houston this year. He was at Houston this year. MotoGP yeah. has him. <laughs> he was at Houston this When was the last time I went to race? Like six races ago. It's, that's not my point. That's not <laughs> he my lives point. in Spain. It was February. Well, he used to come to a lot more. Okay. Okay. He is definitely – he was our MXGP guy forever. He's definitely a MotoGP guy now. Okay. Yes, that's what I mean. He's got yep. scars he on. Was he, watching, dresses he was watching MXGP on his iPad this morning. He was. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, yep. New York this weekend. Uh, back to uh, yeah, back to New York. We each hometown race, Jersey, dirty Jersey. So uh, we got a lot. You know, we have Tom Jornet and Matt Rice of Team Fried, yep. or maybe formerly of Team Fried, working for us, and they're all New Jersey based. Yeah, it's a home race in many ways. Yep, it, it, it uh, should be a good one. And maybe we'll run into Doink the Clown again. Oh. Steve, when are you in? I'm in Friday morning. I have a I have a huge. Huge weekend planned. Um, still up in the air on what exactly is going to go down. But I have some. I have some big life choices to make this weekend. Wow, that sounds serious. Yeah, no, it really is. So stay tuned for okay. that. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Been discussing a lot with my wife and trying to figure it out. Um, but like, yeah, like this sounds. This sounds like really big. It is. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Um, has to do with my travel. Has to do with my weekend. Has to do with my events. My my. Uh, my pocketbook, uh, okay. my, my my enjoyment, all of that. So stay yeah. t- stay tuned, everybody. All right. Yeah, but I well, will. I, this I weekend in particular. 
Yeah, this weekend in particular. Yeah, this weekend. Wow, it, it, this it's all going down this weekend. It's all going down this weekend. Oh and, wow! Uh, okay. And you, everyone will see what will how what happens. And I don't, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. All right. So I had no idea yep. this was going on. I will be at the race though. I will be at the race, but there's lots of other things going around around this race. So I was going to invite you to uh, walk around Manhattan on Friday because I'm going to I'm probably going to go in and just work from the city on mm, Friday. Yep. But um, it sounds like you're you yeah. got a lot cooking no, there. No, so. no, no time, sir. No time. Okay. I got uh, good. big choices to make. Uh, wow. And I'm trying to line up uh, a couple of things with some from friends of mine, and I'm getting no replies from them. So that's unfortunate. Oh, I just invited you, and I, I got I got shut down. So. Yeah, no, you're not gonna want to do what what my choices are. So, well, are you like gonna go to jail? Are you no, playing guilty no, or something? Like, what is no, going on here? I'll just yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out later. I'll, okay. I'll let you guys know. It's not it's not that big of a deal, but I, I just got a lot of things. It to, sounds serious. You know, I have a lot of things to think about. All right, and Weege might get really upset at me if one of the if I do one of these things and it's I end up spending a lot of money. Oh, so, yeah. It's quite the cliffhanger. This is this pod. This is yeah. especially for us. Like yep. we're usually pretty clued in, and we have no idea what's nope. going on. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. All wow. right. You can't binge. You can't binge listen to this pod. You have to wait each individual week to get the next episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Delete uh, and play yeah. next. Well, stay, 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 uh, stay on my social media, and you, you guys will see my choices, my my decisions, uh, who I'm with. Well, what I mean, I'm, I'm going to text you in about thirty seconds, demanding yeah. answers. Right. So okay. well. just be ready for that. <laughs> Just stay tuned, everybody. It's, it could be wow. a huge weekend for me, or it could be just a regular old Supercross, or God knows. But All right, uh, that's, uh, that's the line of Speedway. Uh, Fly Racing, RacerX Podcast. Uh, thank you, Maxis, Renthal, uh, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps, and uh, we'll see both of you gentlemen uh, at the race. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.